0: go. Hello Bruins fans and welcome to episode 79 of Bruins Beat brought to you by CLNS Media. Yes it's CLNS Media now. We made the switch over from CLNS Radio to CLNS Media so uh, be sure to note that when if you when you guys tune in to us. Also the, the web, doing the website over it's going to be CLNS Media soon uh, even though it's still CLNS Radio now. Um, so just a friendly reminder for that. Uh, I'm Mike with Jason and no Joe again. Joe's been Quite busy trying to find a house and whatnot, so me and Jason will hold it down and not have to and not worry about it. It was like old times, like when we first started the show with Jason and I just holding it down. Uh, but the, I wanted, the first thing I want to talk about uh, quickly um, is the Stanley Cup Finals, because obviously now the Stanley Cup Finals is now over. There is no more hockey until September, and here we go, Jason. The dog days of the summer are gonna come get to us again, but. Hockey is officially over. The AHL ended, too, so if people listen, if people watch the AHL. I usually don't, but the NHL season is over. Pittsburgh is back-to-back Stanley Cup champions. Jason, what do you think? Were you, were you bummed out? I know you were rooting for Nashville. You had Nashville. Uh, I remember it was 2-2. You were like, my prediction looks like it's going to come right. And I said, hold on. Hold your horses. It's 2-2. You never know what's going to happen when they go back to Pittsburgh. I just thought... Me, personally, I thought Pittsburgh was going to win. I said Pittsburgh in six before the series. I think I said to you, Pittsburgh in seven last week. But uh, I just thought Pittsburgh would have the experience over Nashville, and I, I think that seemed to to play out. Jason, what are your thoughts on the Stanley Cup Finals? Well, I'm at, it's a mixed feeling. I mean, I'm,
1: did you watch both of the games, Mike, Especially, specifically games uh, Game 5? Yes. Okay, so did you see that play where uh, Sidney Crosby got away with pushing Subban's uh, – Head into the ice when he took him down.
0: Yeah, I mean, I thought this was overblown.
1: It was. It's typical hockey. I think the media kind of overbrewed it a bit. Just Crosby didn't do what any other NHL hasn't done. Tried to rub an NHL player's face in the ice. Um, you know, Matt Murray, gotta give him credit. They caught him out. And he stood on his head those last two games. You're talking about no goals in the last two games that he gave up. He didn't give up one. Um... Were there some missed calls by the referees? Sure, that happens in every series. I'm not gonna be too critical on the referees.
0: Oh, thank God! Some people are so just so crying because with the referees.
1: I mean, yes, you know they missed that goal when they couldn't see the puck. It's a bad, it's a bad miss call. But you know what?
0: But, do when we, a... talked about this? we talked about this when the Bruins and Ottawa series too. The refs missed some calls. But you know what? It's hockey. It, it happens.
1: Let them play. Things happen. We all make mistakes. It was a good hard fought series. Nashville came out, proved that they were a hockey city, and it's very impressive.
0: Yeah, I thought it was very impressive too. And like you said, Matt Murray was excellent with the uh, two shutouts to end the game. I thought if Nashville wants to point fingers at anyone, I think they should point it at Pekka Renee because when the, every game they played in Pittsburgh, Renee couldn't seem to stop a beach ball. It was That's pathetic.
1: A, you know, it's a decent point. Maybe Pittsburgh, the Pittsburgh uh, playoff crowd, got to him. It's they, hard.
0: They might have.
1: You know, he he he's comfortable in his own home because he has his own fan sharing for him. But you got you heading to Pittsburgh, and it's a whole entire different atmosphere. Maybe it got to him. Maybe it was kind of like the uh, it was, which is why I compared the Stanley Cup to the Vancouver series in 2011. Yeah. The way that it was, the way that it kind of played out, except for that wish, last game.
0: I do wish Joe was on today just for the sole fact because we were uh, exchanging a few words on Twitter about the Sydney Crosby push to the head, like you said, and how Crosby gets away with everything. And, and look, I get it. Like it looked bad, but I don't think it was as bad as people make it out to be. Could you, I mean, I, hey, Charles
1: done to a few players. I've seen what? other players do it. They yeah, all do, I've seen
0: it. Other players do
1: it. Go too, ahead. You're on the ground. You got. You're on the ground. I got you under a saddle. I'm gonna rub your face into the ice. Whatever.
0: It's not right, like he took
1: his. head, It's, it's too not too like he took too, his. Too. It's by not like too. he took two hands and literally slammed his head against the ice like viciously. It was one of those playful taps. I I didn't see anything too overly bad with it.
0: And Subban would do it to someone else, too. 100%. Oh, in a heartbeat. Right, and, and Joe's like, oh, he, no, gets away with everything. You should suspend him. It's Game 5 of the Stanley Cup Finals. He's not Joe suspended. Joe
1: likes to play. I see this with Joe. No offense, Joe. I know you're going to listen to this. You like to play to the media.
0: Yep, and he that's what he does. Oh, Sidney Crosby he gets away with everything. He's the star player. Yeah, he is the star player. Yes. Sometimes he gets special treatment but it's because he's the best player in the world. And he showed it. He's back-to-back Conn Smythe winners. He's a three-time Daily Cup champion. He's the best player in the world. Yes, I get it. You might not like it, but I even said to him, he's not going to get suspended for that because it's, it's just not going to happen. Do you remember uh, when the Bruins played the Canucks and Brad Marsham was just using Sadine's head as like a punching bag? Say that again. Do you remember when, uh, when the Bruins played the Canucks and Marsham was using Sadine's face as a punching bag? Oh yeah, oh Marshawn. You knew unless the things Marsha has done, and it wouldn't even come close
1: to what Crosby. And, that, but,
0: um, and, everyone, and not in a bad, not in a
1: bad way. I'm saying Marshawn's probably a lot worse than Crosby with that head move to the uh, the Marsha has done worse.
0: And everyone's like, oh, I love what Marshan did. Sadine's a baby. He didn't fight back. Blah blah blah. Come on, he's not going to get suspended. It's the Stanley Cup Finals. It's okay. It's okay. I, I get it. You might not like it. You might not like what he did. You might not like Sidney Crosby. I get it. But he didn't do anything malicious. He doesn't deserve a suspension. And he doesn't even deserve a suspension in the regular season because he doesn't even really hit. So enough about... I hate when people cry about Crosby. It's like, oh, Sidney Crosby. Sidney cries, baby. Why? If, if, if Sidney Crosby was on the Bruins, everyone would love him.
1: I'd love to have Crosby everyone, on the Bruins.
0: Everyone loves Marchand. Everyone loves Brad Marshan.
1: Everyone loves Brad Martian that does, that has Brad Martian on the team. Let me rephrase, let's rephrase that. That's
0: everyone I mean. hates Bruins Brad Martian
1: Brad. unless he's on your team.
0: Right. All Bruins fans love Brad Martian. Go into a Bruins game. You'll see Martian t-shirts. You'll see Face Killer. This and that. It's like everyone's all like, Brad Martian's the best player on the Bruins. And I'm not going to argue with that. He's one of the best players on the Bruins. But if everyone else around the league hates Brad Martian, it's the same thing. If he's on your team, you like him. If you don't, you're not going to like him. But I'm not going to sit there and trash Sidney Crosby, because I don't think he did anything that bad, and I think he's the best player in the world.
1: It didn't, too, but I wasn't even hurt. Just a little nudge and gets right back up on his street.
0: Right, exactly. I, like you said, Jason, you've seen people do that before. You've seen it. Oh,
1: I've seen it all the time.
0: Right. It happened, like you said, Char's done it. I'm sure other players have done it, too. It's... That's not suspension worthy. Yes, you might not like it, but like you said earlier, it might it be
1: penalty. It might be a little, like a two minute penalty worthy if he gets caught, but he didn't get caught. Let it go.
0: No, he got he got a penalty, but he got a two minute penalty.
1: Okay, so yeah, I don't, he he got his through. Let it go.
0: Yep, exactly. Were you bummed out that Nashville didn't win though, because you picked him? No, you know what was a hard five series.
1: I um, I I will give it off to Matt Murray. Tell, say that right now, Matt Murray plays spectacular. He's a really good goaltender gotta give Pittsburgh credit for making the coaching change last year to make it back to back that Mike Sullivan's done a fantastic job with this team I can't, you know, Nashville played great Nashville will make it back there Um, I'm not overly upset about it
0: Yeah, Nashville definitely played great and I hope they are back uh, next year as well, it was just great for City it was great for their city, great for the NHL I think too, they really capitalized on some you know, marketing opportunities with
1: Nashville is definitely a hockey city too
0: yeah, st- now, like, just from watching the Stanley Cup Finals, it made me seem like a, a place that I definitely want to go visit sooner than, rather than later. Do you know what I mean? It's a place oh, yeah. that I, I want to go and watch a game and enjoy the city. And I get it. I know every game you go to is not going to be like the Stanley Cup Finals or a playoff game, but now it's up there on places I would like to travel to and watch a, and watch a Bruins, Bruins play there. Or even just go and watch the Predators play.
1: It would be on a list of games to go to if I could get a Bruins-Predators game and take myself on a mini road trip. You're absolutely right about that.
0: Right. I think the NHL did a great job capitalizing on that. And um, Nashville, like you said, showed its true colors in great hockey city. And I thought it was great. And it's great for the NHL to get more marketing opportunities. But like you said, I think Nashville will be back too. Uh, they seem to have a, a really great team. You know what?
1: Keep in mind, Nashville lost Ryan Johansson too.
0: Right. I think that could have been a huge difference so, in the series too. That Their best center. And Ryan
1: Ellis in the end.
0: Oh, yeah, in the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, I mean, so, you know, rest-
1: it, it, it was a hard-fought series. so fought hard. They didn't make any excuses. I have yet to hear any excuses come from them. It was a hard-fought series.
0: Yeah. There's nothing more you can ask for. Like you said, a hard-fought series.
1: And no excuses. Nope. No complaining. No, bl- no blaming the refs. No excuses. Not one player made a comment about that missed goal call with, a, with, a, with Matt Murray earlier in that sixth game. I didn't hear one thing about it. Um, media, well, media talking about it. But
0: it the thing I'll say about that is like Nashville didn't score again for the rest of the game. Like I get it; it was a bad call in Game Six They blew the whistle too early. The referee was out of position. But I mean, Nashville didn't score the rest of the game. They had four power plays to score. They didn't. They had opportunities to score. They didn't score. You can't blame that one single play because you can't win a game only scoring one goal. It's not. It's highly unlikely. Exactly. And, what I, and I'm going to digress
1: a tiny bit. I think it's hilarious how much the NHL hates Gary Bettman. I didn't realize that because I'm so used to seeing everybody hating on Good I didn't realize how much the NHL really hates Gary Bettman.
0: Oh, yeah. He's one of the most hated guys. You still there? Yeah, sorry. He's one of the most hated guys out there. Gary Bettman. Everyone boos him.
1: Which is interesting because I saw, you know, Flag or someone was doing this thing where they were comparing, that was on CSNE, um, Boston Sports Tonight. They were comparing who's the most hated general manager in the world, Batman or Goodell. It's definitely Batman.
0: I think 100% Batman. He does just so many things that people don't like. They've already had a few strikes, as you've known, uh, as we've all known as hockey fans, that the NHL will just go on strike occasionally because Batman's a loser. I mean, now he's talking about not going, uh, sending his players to the Olympics.
1: That's already a done deal, though. They're not going to the Olympics.
0: Well, that's what I mean, and people don't like that. I don't blame them. So, it's another reason why people get upset with Batman. I mean, yeah, he's he's by far the most hated guy out there. And he deserves to be, rightfully so. But, I'm just upset now that hockey's over. There's going to be no more hockey until September. And right now we'll be fine because there's plenty of rumors and speculation out there, especially with the Vegas team being announced next, a week from today. Um, the protected list will be announced this weekend. I mean, you just the uh, trade rumors are going to be coming out. Excuse me, free agency. So the next these next couple weeks will be great. Next month or so will be great for um, and Bruins will
1: be on top of this. We'll be consistent about it. Whereas this is going to be, we're going to be paying attention
0: for sure. We'll, de- we'll we'll definitely be paying attention. Hundred percent, hundred percent. But um. The first thing I want to touch on is uh, David Pashnick, and I know we got to it a little bit last week. Um, how the Bruins are number one priority should be to sign David Pashnick. and I think it's good that the Bruins sign him. And I, I heard I heard a rumor, I don't know how true it is, but uh, that it was around going to be around five five and a half million dollars contract, which I think would be a great great deal for the Bruins if you can get them in five million five point five. For uh, the player that he is, I think that would be a great because now you're seeing some of these players ask for more money. Like uh, I know Sean Monaghan got six million, so if you can get it for five, five mil, five point five, think it would be a great signing by Don Sweeney.
1: Yeah, and I think the rumors are going to get, are gonna get it done. You're hearing the rumors pick up as the seasons ended. Um, those that that deal looks like it's going to get done probably some point in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, it, doesn't, trend, it seems like it's trending in the right direction. It seems like it's trending in that direction. You're not hearing anything negative coming out of it. You're not hearing David Pasternak holding out or anything like that. You're not, hear, you're not hearing anything negative. It's all positive. So right, Even
0: even some of the beat guys like uh, Joe Haggerty and, and other guys around were even saying that this is this will be wrapped up in no time. You know what I mean? Like oh,
1: like, like Right now, I'm, I'm guessing at this point they're at the point where they have a, some kind of an agreement they're trying to get out the uh, particulars.
0: Right, that's that's usually sometimes what happens as well. Um, they don't announce the deals as of yet. Um, just trying to hammer down, like you said, the particulars about like some of the clauses in his deal. But I mean, five, five, five and a half million, I think, for a couple of years would be great. Um, so that's what. That's
1: what. Excuse yeah, me. I don't know if you heard, but I had heard rumors off and on of maybe making a two or three year deal and then giving him his next contract after that. Therefore, giving him the time to improve and still earn even more.
0: Oh, I did I did not know that. Um, that's a good piece of information. But still, even if it's still two or three years, if you can sign him for two or three years for five, five and a half million, it's still a great deal, I think. And Don I, Sweeney's... It's,
1: Don it's Sweeney's, a smart deal. It does, if, if, if Don Sweeney and Pasternak can agree to that, and Pasternak can continue to improve, it's almost like it's a team-friendly deal. Pasternak's giving them a team-friendly deal so he can prove himself. Still...
0: Yeah, exactly. And like you said, he's, he's still, he still needs to get better. That's all.
1: But can't fault it. I like Pastor Knight as a kid. I think he's very mature for his age. Um, And I, and we'll be excited to see that deal get finished. Be- right,
0: especially because especially he had a breakout season this past year, which I thought was great. I was expecting him to have a breakout season, and he seems to be one of the, the go-to guys going forward. And uh, he should be rightfully so. He's one of the young pillars of this team going forward, and I think the Bruins will be able to lock him up. I mean, he obviously admitted he wanted to be in Boston. I mean, there's like uh, the—I I don't know if you saw this, but he's like goofing off with Tory Krug on on uh, on Twitter about the Bruins goal, the best goal of the season, and stuff. So I think yeah, he he wants to be here. I don't think he's going anywhere. I, no, I
1: he, have no. He seems yeah. like he's about his teammates. I did actually hear about that actually, um, but. He seems like he's about his teammates. I've been hearing all over media that the Boston Bruins don't realize how good their future actually is. That what we see and what everybody and what they see are two different things. I think from a media standpoint, the Bruins are backtracking it a lot faster than they realize with their players yeah, and their
0: absolutely. team chemistry. We'll have to see by that. Also, um, there was a report that Dominic Moore wants to re-sign with the Bruins. Uh, he is an re- rest- unrestricted free agent. Excuse me. Um, he only signed a one-year deal last year. He's Last year with the Bruins, I was getting up there in age, but you know what? I'm usually against Bruins signing players that are older. Um, I've been in the camp of, you know, let's move into the younger phase, get the younger players up here. But I think re-signing Dominic Moore wouldn't be a bad idea for the Bruins. They've always had, uh, you know, we saw it last year in the playoffs, too. He was one of the most effective Bruins in the playoffs. Uh, He was playing regular shifts. I think he would be a great leader. For the younger players on the fourth line, you stick them on the fourth line, put them in a penalty code role, kind of like they did last year until, you know, the playoffs came and Dominic Moore was playing better. I am all for the Bruins re-signing Dominic Moore. I never thought I would say this before, last year or when they signed him. I think the Bruins should sign him for one more year. And you know what, I, not
1: often that I agree with you on bringing back an older player, but... He's a good serviceable player. I would definitely sign him if he's, because he's going to get an easier contract like a million or something like that. I would bring him back for the year. He played really serviceable last year, especially on the fourth line. Was a really good leader for some of the younger players. Um I would play him with a lesser a little bit of a lesser role, but I would definitely re-sign him.
0: Yeah, I think I think he would just be a great fit with the with the younger players you have coming up like a like a JFK or like um an a Austin Zarnik or players on like DeBrusque, you know, some of the younger players that could use a little bit of a more of a leadership role to kind of you know n- develop into NHL maturity. Right, I'm not saying that. Right, I'm not saying that they don't have leaders already because they do with you know Bacchus and Bergeron and Chara and stuff. It's just I think that vocal. I think Moore will be more of a vocal guy, and I think he's he had a great year. I just don't I felt like Dominic before.
1: Dominic Moore fit in really well with this team. It was a. Uh, for me for me, I would definitely re-sign
0: him. Yeah, I, I I don't see the harm in giving him one more year. Especially because of what he did what he brought to the team last year, like you said, you just play him in a little bit lesser of a role, and I think he'd be fine.
1: No, I agree. You're not gonna hear uh, me argue that one, I comple- I completely agree.
0: But no, those are just some of the uh the, the rumblings around some of the Bruins. And signing. for
1: Bruins fans who don't know, the Zach Ronaldo era is officially over. Hallelujah.
0: Yeah, I, I don't think people are holding their breath about that. I mean, I have that. That was probably the worst trade Don Sweeney's mate had so far in his Bruins tenure, and his Bruins tenure, I should say. That was, trade was terrible, absolutely garbage. Zach Ronaldo brought nothing to the table, and I think everyone's okay with them moving on from Zach Ronaldo. I don't think anyone's going to shed a tear. No, I'm not shedding a tear. It was nope. long over long overdue. I mean, he was in Providence all last year because he couldn't even make the big club, which goes to show you what the Bruins thought of Zach Ronaldo. So. <laughs> That, that, uh, that was definitely a loss in Don Sweeney's um, collection of trades and signings so far with, is, with the Bruins. See you later, Zach Ronaldo. Good riddance. Hardly knew you. So those then are some of the...
1: Go ahead. Some other news, you know, I know we're going to bring some somewhere, but Kevin Dean, the Providence Bruins head coach, led the Bruins to the AHL Eastern Finals, I should say. Um, he's now officially a Bruins defensive coach.
0: Yeah, they had an opening there, just obviously because Bruce Cassidy uh, went from in, uh, assistant coach to head coach, so they had an opening for a coach. I mean, it makes sense promote with f- promote from within. Obviously, uh, Bruce Cassidy has uh, enough familiarity with, with Dean. Some of the younger players love familiarity with Dean, like you said. They led Providence to the Eastern Conference Finals when they weren't even expecting them to go that far. Uh, I think it'll be instrumental in helping some of the younger players that he helped in Providence, especially with Cassidy. So I have no problem with it. I think it's a really smart move by the Bruins to do that. Yeah, I'm going to comment on that still.
1: I do think it's a smart move. I think it helps the Bruins for the future. I think the Bruins are building the young core with the new coaching regime, and I think it's going to work.
0: Yeah, I think it would work too, especially, um, like you said, he coached some of the younger younger players in Providence. and I mean, it just made sense. The the Bruins needed to uh, hire another coach, especially with Bruce Cassidy being hired full-time. So there you go. Give him someone that he's familiar with, and that's the players are familiar with. I, I'm glad that they did it from within instead of going outside the organization. Because sometimes outside the organization, especially when you're trending more towards youth, it could be uh, could be more difficult to adjust to to a different coach. Correct. But those are some of the, rumble, uh, the, the some of the signings and the rumors that are going on with with um, coaches and and they're signing their own players. It's also been. Some speculation on some trades, Jason. I don't know if you've been keeping up with this, but uh Don Sweeney's been opening the trading his uh number one his first round pick, I should say, not number one overall, the eighteenth overall pick. Uh this week this draft supposedly supposed to be a weak draft. And one of the players the Bruins have been linked to is Minnesota Wild defenseman Jonas. Brodine. Jonas Brodine. Jonas Brodeen, obviously the Minnesota Wild are gonna have a tough time keeping everyone with um with the expansion draft coming up and, and cap problems, they can't keep all of their defensemen. Uh there's been um, Jonas Prodeen's been out there and there's been um Matt Dumba. The Bruins haven't been linked to Matt Dumba, but Matt Dumba's also supposedly being rumored about there around there as well. Um I think if the Bruins can trade their first round pick and get a player of the caliber of Jonas Prodeen, I think they should do it. In a heartbeat, you don't think
1: twice about it. Minnesota was going to have to get rid of one of those players. I've heard they want to keep Dumba, so Brodine's on that list. Um, I would throw in Ryan Spooner on that first round pick for Brodine. Brodine seems like he's a serviceable young guy. He's worked with Ryan Souter. Um,
0: I, I, mean, I would throw in. He's, he's very, Brodine's pretty young, too. People don't understand that. Understand he's only 23 years old, and he averages 20 plus minutes a night.
1: So I would throw in that first round pick in Spooner for Brodine.
0: Yeah, something along the lines like that. Uh, obviously, I think the Bruins do need a left shot defenseman. They really do, and they only really have Krug and Chara. Obviously, Chara's up there in ages. Everyone knows. Uh, last year, they didn't really have a third left shot. I mean, it was they were playing Kevin Miller and Colin Miller, or Kevin Miller and and someone else. I mean, they had Lyles and Joe Morrow, who obviously aren't anything great. Um, people, uh, Jones Bourdin's not very offensive. But I don't think the Bruins need an offensive defenseman. They're going to have Charlie McAvoy. They're going to have Tori Krug. Those are two of your offensive defensemen. You don't need Jonas Brodin to play like an offensive defenseman. You already have that. You need someone to groom behind Shira to be a shutdown guy. I think this would be a great addition if the Bruins do it. Um, if they're Like you said, 18, Spooner, and maybe a defensive prospect that isn't going to be able to crack the Bruins lineup anytime soon. And I think that would be a great deal. And um, I just don't think – people should expect him to light the world on fire offensively, but I think he can come in here and kind of be like a Seidenberg. Remember how good Seidenberg was when the Bruins got him? He was more of a defensive guy, shut down role, didn't do too much offensively. I think he could be just like Seidenberg.
1: Well, that's why I'm building off of you. Look at his numbers. He might not show you the numbers, but he'll show you the skill on the defensive side. You know, you know the media, when I was listening to the media, and I spent a lot of time listening to CSN and E because I hate Center and anything like ESPN. Um... They, they they said that he played with Suter. He has experience from Ryan Suter, who is one of the best defensemen in the NHL. That's a no-brainer. you got a good young guy that's serviceable. You got, I, I would make that deal in a heartbeat. I think that that rumor is probably true, even though they're not saying it because they're trying to keep it quiet until the particular list comes out and the expansion draft comes out. Because I think that there's a lot of things in the work that we don't realize.
0: Yeah, there's definitely some other stuff that could be happening, but... Um but I think Brodine, would just say this would be a step in the right direction for the Bruins. They get younger on they get younger on defense and they groom someone behind Chara. I like I said, there's nothing more important to me personally than the Bruins getting a left shot defenseman to help out this blue line. We saw it last year, even though the defense played a lot better last year than my, my expectations were for them, you know that the Bruins defense isn't great. They're not great, they need they need improvement, and I think that would be a great improvement on the left side to help out this team. You could pair him with with McAvoy, and have McAvoy do what he wants and have Bourdain be the defensive guy with him. You can have Tory Krug play with McQuaid or or Miller, and then Chara and Carlo, and then boom, your defense looks solid going forward. And that's
1: what you hope, at least on paper. It all depends on how the season plays out, of course. But on paper, it seems like it would be a good move.
0: Definitely seems like it would be a good move. There's also speculations about, obviously, with the Colorado Avalanche, um... blowing it up over there. You've heard learned the Landis name Landis so. Gog and Matt Duchesne still uh, rumblings about that. If I'm the Bruins personally, I like the defense better than offense, but say they can't get Brodine, right, Jason? Say something happens where the Brodine deal falls through, and they decide to s- switch gears to uh, the Avalanche and get an offensive guy. I am way more excited about Matt Duchesne than I am Gabriel Landis And I get... I, I don't think Bruins fans understand how good Duchesne is. And I know he sometimes has um, sometimes doesn't have the great stats, but he's played on Canada's Olympic team. He's won gold medals with Canada. Um, he's the leader of that team. I think Matt Duchesne is way better than Landis Gog. I think Matt Duchesne has more skill. I think he's faster. I think he's a better player overall than Landis Gog. And I get it. Landis Gog can can rough up people in the corner, and he, he's more of a heavier style play. But I think Matt Duchesne is better. He has more skills, and I think he would help the, help the Bruins out tremendously. Get more versatile on offense and help with the goal scoring. I don't think Lance Sloggs is going to come here and and you say 25, 30 goals, where I think Matt Duchesne can. Okay, decent points
1: on both sides, Mike. I agree with both of them. But Duchesne will be the harder deal to make too. When you try to think of what that deal could possibly could possibly be, I mean, you're obviously throwing in the 18th pick. Probably throwing in spooner or something like that somewhere to broad That's still a tough deal to make. I have no clue what Carl is even looking for.
0: No one knows what they're looking for. I guess they obviously during the trade deadline they were asking for way too much.
1: They uh, want Brandon Carlo. I, I wouldn't
0: trade
1: it. I wouldn't trade Brandon Carlo for him. That's the thing. Would you?
0: Yeah, uh no uh, for for Dush- for Dushane, I would think about it. For Landis Gog, no. Okay. Um, I, I I don't I'm not I'm not giving, I don't want to give him up just just to give him up. But I mean if you, if you can get I, I like Duchenne personally. I think Duchene would fit great with Krejci. I think Duchene would fit great with Bergeron and Marcin. I think you could put Duchenne with anyone and he'd be great fit for the Bruins team. Uh, and say like there's Mont- and the not s-
1: not saying I was just thinking of this just now. Nice off the tip of my tongue. You make the deal for Rodine and then you turn around and go get Duchesne, and they ask you for Brandon Carlo. Well, at that point, you have a defenseman you can trade. You might as well go for it.
0: That's a different story, Jason. That, that's what I think. If you, can, if you can find a way to make the Brodine trade and get Maybe Duchesne, get Landis Cog or Duchesne. Now we're talking. And I think if you get Brodine and you, you give up Carlo, yes, I think it kind of stinks. But at the same time, it's like... You got Brodine had, to replace him. <laughs> right. And they still have up-and-coming young defensemen that are stolen the system, too. Like Jeremy Lazon and Zaboro. And- which you're gonna have to make room
1: for at some point. So at that point, that's it. Brandon Carlo's can be a good young defenseman. It would be a possible move to make at that point. I would consider trading Carlo for Leonard Skogar, that kind of player, of that caliber. Um, that's a different. That's a, that's a whole different realm of possibility.
0: Right, and um, like you said, if you th- if you th- if you get Brodine and you could get Dushin, I think that I think we'd be talking. I think that would be a great off for the Bruins. I mean. No one's expecting them to, to do that, but obviously, I having fun on the show and talking about some of the rumors that are out there, I think that would be a fantastic get for the Boston Bruins. Fantastic. I don't think you could ask for anything more.
1: You couldn't, but it's, it's, fun, it's fun to talk about. It. Do I see it happening? I see Brodeen more likely than Dushin and Landeskog, if I'm predicting it.
0: Yeah, I, th- I, I do too, but like you said, I, I'm not giving up Carlo just for nothing. Like, I'm not... If the Brodine deal happens, then I would maybe consider Carlo, but I'm not I'm not actively shopping Brandon Carlo. I think the Bruins have Carlo and McAvoy going forward on the right side. They have Tory crew in the left. So that's why I think if they can get Brodine, they can have two left shot defensemen and two right shot defensemen going forward that are young with promise. and then you just gotta hope maybe one of the one of Zaboro and Lazon pans out or Ogara or something along the lines like acra and Miller even. Something along the way. We hope. Cause
1: he, like I say, we're, still, we're hearing so much. Um, so much going There's so much there's going so on. There's so much going on because you just brought up Colin Miller, and I was just about to go say, you know, we still don't know who Vegas is going to go after. Is it Colin Miller? Is it Kevin Miller? The possibility that, well, that I've heard that, that. Mike, you know, here's, what, here's what's funny. You and I might be on the same page here, which is why I'm interrupting you. I want to get there first. I've heard Colin Miller is less of what McPhee is looking for. The, the Bruins could leave him unprotected to risk it.
0: Risk it, yeah. There's also I don't think there's nothing been done with the Bruins, but Vegas can also make deals. And I saw a report today from on TSN that was saying that the NHL is telling all GMs to keep quiet all the the trades they have going on with Vegas because they want to be able to announce a team next week, which I think is, would be great. Obviously, you don't want anything being leaked because then you can see who Vegas is is getting for their team. Uh, the Bruins don't seem to have been linked to a trade with with Vegas but the Bruins still have time to maybe do so but uh, and try and get them to pick someone else but I mean it's an interesting point cause I did see that too that um, they have the uh, Gerard gallant their coach right the old Florida Panthers coach and he likes the more yep. art, the more he has, like, he likes a more heavier style more physical and he doesn't really see Colin Miller as a fit. And which brings us to the point that we had that we've been arguing about for the past few weeks too is who do you protect, Colin Miller or Kevin Miller? And we both think they're going to pick Kevin Miller, even though I would pick Colin personally. But Kevin well, that, Miller this, cha- this changes it because
1: maybe by picking Kevin and leaving Colin Miller unprotected, they don't go for Colin Miller anyway.
0: Right? Maybe they go for someone like Adam McQuaid,
1: which is okay in my book.
0: Right? I would be okay with the Bruins and McQuaid as well. I would be totally okay with it. Um, I think if Bruins, it would be wise for the Bruins to lose hopefully one of McQuaid and or Kevin Miller because they both play somewhat. The same similar style. Game, same style of play, and then you have McAvoy coming into slot on the right side now. So which would
1: You're only kick. really gonna have one slot open for the Bruins defense when you hit the off season.
0: So I think one of them I think if Vegas doesn't take McQuaid or Kevin Miller that one of them will be traded anyways. That's that's what I think. And I agree,
1: like, which is funny, because we're piecing this together here. You know, the Bruins don't have too many needs. They need, they're going to need one defenseman, which I think they can get. They're still looking for a backup goaltender. I've heard there's some people who, who still like who I don't know how that's going to play out. I do not want to go there. And then you have offense, which is even harder to figure out, because I have no clue, really, what exactly the Bruins need on offense. It's
0: going to be interesting to see who the Bruins keep on offense, because they, and they haven't asked anyone to waive to wait their no-movement clauses. Um... So in, in order to not protect someone, they, they would have to sign off on their non-movement um, clauses. Like, for example, the Ottawa Senators. They asked Dionysio enough to, to waive his no-movement clause. He said no. So now the Senators have to protect him. The Bruins Mark f- andre
1: Floreau waived his.
0: Yes, and the Bruins haven't seemed to ask anyone to do so because it seems that everyone that is on their list they're going to keep. For example, Bergeron, Marchand, Bacchus, Krejci will all be kept. Uh, yep. Pashnik will, will also be part of that list where he, he'll be protected. They have two spots left, and I'm starting to wonder if the Bruins will keep Ryan Spooner. I'm starting to... Just because I know that they can't announce any deals. Maybe Spooner will be part of a Vegas deal. Maybe he won't. Maybe
1: Spooner But they will won't develop. protect him. There's, there's no way they'll protect him.
0: I think the Bruins are going to protect Spooner. How? Why? Because I think they'll look at it and say we'd rather protect Spooner and trade him then okay and yeah, get ref- something in return then just lose them for nothing to Vegas okay um and i not that Spooner's great but he has some ass, he has some value I mean he's a good power play guy he, he scored 50 points two years ago he had 40 or some 40 something points last year I mean I I get it he's been frustrating in Boston but I think he still has some value out there he's still a young player He's still a young player, he, uh, he can play center, he's, he's played a little bit of wing. I just think the Bruins are going to protect Brian Spooner. So you think I, I...
1: that so, so you think that there's some fear that if they leave him unprotected that they'll go after Spooner instead of a defenseman, which is understandable.
0: Right, that's that, that's what I'm thinking. So I'm starting to think along the lines that the Bruins would be just better off protecting Spooner and trading him, say, at the draft.
1: Okay, that's understandable.
0: Because then, then, you leave, then who do you leave unexposed? Just Jimmy Hayes, you know what I mean? It's all players that the Bruins don't really care about. And going into last year, I thought Spooner would be one of the guys the Bruins protect, but we'll see. I mean, I think it's between Sp- Spooner, Bolesky, and Riley Nash for the last two forward spots. So, and I'm not and, not, and I'm,
1: and I'd protect Riley Nash and let Bolesky go.
0: Right. That's what that's that's what I was thinking too. So you protect Spooner. And if, say, if they want to take Pulaski's contract, let them take Pulaski, Take them. They'd be doing Pulaski
1: a favor. And they'll probably buy out Jimmy Hayes, which is something that I've heard constantly.
0: Yeah, you've been hearing those rumors, of the Bruins are trying to trade his contract or something. I mean, are just trying to trade him in general. It'll be interesting to see if the Bruins find find a taker for him. I mean, I, I don't think they're going to be able to, but you never know. Sometimes teams will look at him and say, he's a big body, maybe playing for his hometown team just wasn't a fit for him. I mean, because he wasn't terrible in Florida. I just think when he came here, something happened to him. I don't I don't know what it was. But, I mean, he could have some value, but obviously I don't think I going to get anything great. But if the Bruins could find a way to get rid of his contract, I think that would be spectacular. It would be. It would probably be a borderline miracle.
1: But, I mean, you could see that Bruins doing similar to what they did with Dan Sardenberg.
0: I right, could. Right, right. I mean, you're already starting to see some of the some of the buyouts now. I mean, Dan Girardi just got bought out from the from the New York Rangers. So, I mean, the the buyout period is open, so it'll be interesting to see if the Bruins do end up buying him out. But the, thing anyway, is, you know, and the thing is,
1: I like Dan Girardi, personally, the way he's played in New York. He would be a good fit in Boston.
0: Nah, no, I know. He's getting older. He's 33 years old. He's a right-handed shot defenseman. I don't think the Bruins need a right-handed shot. I think they need a left-handed shot. It's true. You got me there.
1: I mean, a younger Dan Girardi would have been a perfect fit in Boston.
0: Uh, Probably a few years ago, Dan Girardi would have been, but I think now, not so much. And also,
1: in news that just popped up on my phone not even two minutes ago, Eric Carlson just had surgery on his left foot to repair tendons, and he may miss the start of next season.
0: Yeah, I don't think there's anything to worry about there. I mean, we'll get to that later on. I mean, um, Eric Carlson obviously did a great job in the playoffs against the Bruins, but we'll talk about more of him later on this year. Um, obviously heading into the season when we do, like, um, team breakdowns and division breakdowns and stuff like that. Um, but it would just I'm just interested to see what happens in the next coming weeks with the Bruins. Like I said, Vegas team's getting announced next week where everyone's going to lose a player. The draft's coming up, trades are coming up, free agency's coming up. It's an exciting time to be a hockey fan right now, even though the Stanley Cup playoffs are over, and even though the hockey's done till September. The next few weeks are going to be great, and it's after these next few weeks where we're, we're going to be sitting there being like, oh, crap, now what?
1: Oh, yeah, and I don't know if we uh, mentioned it yet, that the Bruins did release their preseason schedule this week, too.
0: Yeah, they did. I mean, I'm not really a big fan of the preseason schedule, to be honest, just because I... I, I mean, it's preseason. Like, I'll tune in once in a while and just Glimpse at it, but, I mean, it's nothing
1: No, great. so for me, For me, I want to to. go I might save up and try to go to the uh, three games at the Garden just for the
0: heck of it. Just because uh, it would be fun. The preseason games? Yeah. I mean, it's good to check out some of the younger players, but, I mean, I, it's you know it's preseason. You pretty much know who's going to make the team and who's not going to make the team pretty much after, so after for, the training camp.
1: So for the fans that like looking at the younger players, it's more fun to watch for them.
0: Yeah, Absolutely. it's more of a younger younger the prospect type yes yeah, like development camp and all of that yeah hold on one second oh sorry i dropped my microphone you can just delete this part out if you don't mind no worries um but yeah i think this is going to be the best the best part of free agency coming up like you said Zach hernandez is gone thank god also the last thing i want to touch on quickly is um Bobby Orr was giving really really high praise to Charlie McAvoy and I think that's a good sign that Charlie McAvoy could be something that this Bruins team has has something special in uh, we saw the glimpses of McAvoy last season obviously with in the playoffs with the Bruins uh, I think it's going to be great to watch McAvoy this year going forward and if Bobby is saying great things about um, great things about McAvoy that means he's going to be a good player
1: Oh yeah no um McAvoy showed it in the playoffs. It's no argument. McAvoy is going to be a fun player to watch. He he stepped right in in a playoff atmosphere against Ottawa and played well. He, he played better than what you expect from any kind of rookie in his first time ever in the NHL. He fit. You can only imagine what he's going to do with a full year next year. I get, I'm going to make a crazy prediction
0: say he scores at least 20 goals next year. Maybe. Maybe. But... Uh, that'll do it for uh, this week's episode. Uh, we'll be back next week to talk some of the, the players that get dealt from the Bruins. I'm uh, not dealt, but who go to Vegas? Maybe uh, we'll, we'll be able to find some more rumors next weekend to discuss. Uh, hopefully, we'll, we'll be get prepping
1: for the NHL expansion draft and NHL draft next week too.
0: Absolutely, and hopefully we can get uh, Joe back on the show, get him all caught up, and me and Joe can probably have a nice little Sidney Crosby argument. And I have that. one question.
1: Back, I have one question for you. Cause I'm going to use this for my tweets after. Um, do we consider the Pittsburgh Penguins a dynasty? Yes or no?
0: As of right now, I'm going to say no. Um, I would say the Blackhawks won because they won three in six years. Um, Pittsburgh, but I know they won back to back, and it's, it's impressive. It's the first time it's happened since you know the Red Wings did it back in the '90s. I mean, they they won these last two, but they haven't won their last one in like in, for like ten years. So. I'm not going to say they're a dynasty, but I think if they, you know, make it to the Cup next year or or make it to the Eastern Conference Finals and they and they keep going on the pace that they're going on, they will be a dynasty. As of right now, though, I'm going to say no.
1: I agree with that completely. At the, I know that you've heard that question come up, especially on the radio. Um, I do say this straightforward: they got the makings of a dynasty if they continue the progress that they made on a consistent basis. But right now, no.
0: Yeah, I would say no as well. They think like they're going to lose Mackenzie Flurry, as you said earlier too, as well. So.
1: Oh, uh, we'll Mark, Mark, Mark Andre Forey pretty much passed that goalie torch from Matt Murray. Matt Murray took his job, earned it, and kept it.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. But like you said, we'll uh, we'll be back next week to discuss all some uh, all of Vegas possibilities. Uh, hopefully, we get Joe back, as I said earlier. Uh, you can follow myself on Twitter at MikeSnyder22. You can follow Jason at JasonBuckley91, and you can follow our personal account at Bruins underscore Beat. Uh, and you can also go to the CLNS. Uh, media site where uh, we're going to have some off-season pieces being posted uh, on the website about the Boston Bruins. So you can check those out as well. And then you can uh, find us on iTunes and Stitcher, right Jason? Yes, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher
1: at Boston Bruins Beat Podcast. I will be I will be recommitting to getting tweets done as often as possible. I know I've been lacking at it lately. I've had a lot going on. Um, but I'm getting myself back to it this week.
0: Yep, well uh, we'll be back in the full swing of things for the for the offseason news, but uh, we'll be back next week. Go Bruins. Go Bruins.